Sound 96.4 FM. No, it's not. Well, it is. Well, it is. <laughs> not right now, though. Don't be doing that now. Go back, go back to what you're doing. Hello. It is Liffy Sound 96.4 FM. This is the big kick off with myself, Dave, and himself, Roy. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Well, it's getting a little bit more bubbly and a it's little bit. It's beginning more. to look. No, 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 no. Too oh, early, too sorry. early. That's a level four. Oh, right. Okay, okay. Level yeah, we, we've yeah, been discussing yeah. off the air. Uh, we're going to go with level one Christmas uh, at the minute. With an entry level song in a in a little while, but um, yeah, we've got plenty coming up. It's Happy Thanksgiving to all our American friends as well. Plenty of NFL going on at the minute. There's three fixtures as per usual, um, and currently I think it's just finished. If I'm not mistaken, game over. Chicago Bears defeated Detroit Lions twenty four to twenty. Two more to follow. Uh, Dallas Cowboys at Buffalo Bills at half nine. Then twenty past one. If you're still going strong, New Orleans Saints at Atlanta Falcons. So how was everything else with you? Yeah, wonderful. We. We had to put the. I, I don't like putting the Christmas decorations up <laughs> until the first. Yeah, okay. I'm happy with the first, and I'm happy with the whole month of Christmas decorations. It just it, it, everything just gets a bit. Actually, before you know, it's over. So yeah, yeah you might as well so get your money's worth. Enjoy it, but the late late toy show it dictates when you're going to put your decorations yeah. up because especially you with your have, family, you, you, yeah, you can't yeah. just sit there and watch it without, no, the, without so the decorations up. The tree is up. Uh, all the decorations are up. Uh, all the batteries are inserted into the proper areas. <laughs> And <laughs> and we're ready to go. So yeah, no, it's 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 all positive now. And uh, most of the Christmas presents have been well, most. Would I say most? Maybe sixty percent. Lockdown. Yes, lockdown. Yeah, yeah good lockdown. stuff. Good stuff. Same as. Um, so yeah, that's what it is. We're going entry level. Obviously, there's plenty coming up. We're going to go through some of the lists of the RT Sports Person of the Year. Europa League fixtures are on currently at the minute. We'll keep you informed of the NFL and obviously one or two other bits and pieces that have come up along the way from last weekend and obviously what's to come. So what are we going with first? Here's a little bit of Coldplay. Oh. Christmas night, another fight Tears we cried, a flood Got all kinds of poison in Of poison in the blood Welcome back, Liffy Sound 96.4 FM Four weeks, well, three weeks and six days It's Wednesday this year, isn't it? It's a level one-er <laughs> We're breaking us in gently because obviously Christmas FM started today as well. Yeah, um, sure. obviously a great channel for um, uh, raising money for over the next four to four and a half weeks of uh, Christmas songs and uh, tune in, but not between nine and ten on a Thursday. We'll we'll help you. Uh, How things? Wonderful. Yeah, all good. Smashing. Will we have a listen to the, a look at the uh, Europa League 
Seems it's uh, Thursday night. There's it's always a, you know, uh, a By all there. accounts, before you go into the Arsenal, there's a score at the minute. Um, not a big crowd there at all. Obviously, uh, a, a few un- unhappy people with both players and management and everything else that's going on. But tonight, they're playing Eintracht Frankfurt, who haven't won since the 60s in England, where they bet Burnley. Oh, yeah. Down that Land, turf. Down the turf. Yeah, they bet them. But how are they Don't doing tonight? Don't beat them down the turf now. They're, yeah. on, they're flying high. How are they doing tonight? So, uh, 1 0 to Arsenal, uh, Abamyang on the 45th minute, just on half time there. Um, it's. It, it, and Jack is in tonight, am I right? Jack is in tonight. I don't know. It doesn't say much for Arsenal, does it? They need their league form to pick up. But listen, you can only play what you're playing, and they are 1 0 up. Uh, Standard Liège and I Victoria presume that'll be enough for them would have been right in saying wow. that, that Arsenal I think they're oh. so we have their Arsenal top Actually, they're, yeah. they're qualified so they're yeah. already through to the knockout stages where the, the the Champions League teams come in and this is what we were talking about before probably not fair the Champions League teams come in is that no <laughs> you know it's like right you're not going to get the top top money but we'll help you well, no I don't think it should happen I don't think it's happened. Simple as that. But anyway, it is what it is. Um, earlier on today, United were one nil up. Seemed to have most of the ball. Got a few chances. But in the second half, the kids couldn't keep it going. Um, I think only Jesse Lingard. Now, was Mason Greenwood up front? You had uh, Axel Tunzebi, yeah. Luke Shaw, Jesse Lingard. Deshaun Bernard or Bernard. I mean, basically, they're all kind of yeah. borderline anyhow, even yeah. though they, they, they have a, a, a chance. Yeah. Luke Shaw is going to have problems there because Brandon Williams is, is playing yeah, excellent at the moment. Yeah, so reminds me a little bit of Robertson, I have to yeah, say, the way he's yeah, playing. Yeah. So he's, 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 he's doing well. But uh, yeah, listen, it, it was logical for Manchester United to send that team out. Yeah. It's halfway across the planet. And then they've got another game on, on at the weekend, which they really need to be winning. So it's uh, and I believe that the first team coaches and all are back coaching uh, the obviously the first team. Solskjaer went, but the coaches went. Nicky Book went out with Solskjaer. Ah. so the first team coaches are back working on See, stuff for the weekend. So and obviously he would have a bit more inside knowledge of some of these players because I presume they're his because he's the they are his, under yeah. 23s or on, under 23s, yeah. Um, Poor El Tahit. Tahith, Tahith or Tahith Chong missed an absolute sitter from five yards out. So I believe I didn't get to see I that. just got a glimpse of it earlier. It, to be honest, it was slightly behind now, not enough. I just genuinely think he was too relaxed. I, he probably was about to run off um, and just got under it, over the bar. And there's talk of uh, Juventus who love mm-hmm. a free transfer mm-hmm. after Chong and there's talk to Chong won't sign a new contract and could be away in June so that'll be another interesting one uh, just just before we go on to that uh, one that we thought would work out with Juventus uh, Emery Can yes Can. not not no. a game not a look Northern in struggling is and he, by all accounts just mid 20s oh yeah he'd be 24. 26 at a push I know, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing here I'm trying to say the eldest he could be maybe would be 26 yeah, 27 I, th- I think I might but be I think you're right. 24 so it could be 24 25 yeah. And but by all accounts, they're looking so to sell him. Obviously, yeah. make money on him now. They're talking about thirty million. They got him for free, so it'd be technically good business. But a, mm. a shame for him and them that it didn't work out. Because I, I was sad to see him go. He was really in a groove at Liverpool, and I think with Klopp, it was starting to click. But then, for some reason, he said, "No, I'm done." Now there was a bit of an interesting conversation between myself and one of the lads in work today. Um, John O'Hay Haaland scored again yesterday, and you know Liverpool aren't going to quite have it their own way against mm-hmm. them. Obviously, they messed up last night. But Haaland is under Mino Raiola. Yes. And he just he just planted a seed in my head going, if people go after him, obviously there's going to be the rumour because Solskjaer's Norwegian, he's Norwegian in the link. But he said, don't be surprised if this will be, uh, 
yes, I'll help in this as long as you let Mr. Pogba go. And maybe for because he said these these lads are snakes, but that could be used. And all of a sudden, Pog was mm. gone to where he probably wants to go. Yeah. But I'll make sure Haaland goes to you. Well, I think. And I was like, you know what? I'm not ruling out. It's all just shy talk. But you can't say that's bullshit. Like, yeah. if you know what I mean? Well, Haaland didn't start last night, yeah. which I thought was very interesting. Uh, came on and scored because uh, I wanted to have a look at him and see what he was yeah. like. Yeah. Came on and scored. Uh, he is a good player. Mm. It's just sometimes about that move. Uh, you know, he's a big lad, big strong lad, good left foot on him. Uh, he seems sharp. Mm. Uh, he does look a good player. Mm. You do have to go up the level, obviously. He's not in the same league. But Champions League, he's still scoring in the Champions League. Yeah. And that was, was that four or five games in a row in the Champions League uh, he scored? So, he could have. Yeah, he could have yeah. scored in every so game at this stage. He, he is a good player. Yeah. If that was the case and it was, yeah, listen, you need to let Pogba go to Madrid and then we'll seal this deal. Yeah. I, it'd be done deal for me. I have yeah, to say. no, look, I, I, I think Pogba is a good player. It was an interesting take, and I went, oh, could you could you go for? I'm uh, sure that stuff happens. Could you go for Sancho and uh, and? Uh, but see, that's another one because in way, he's been rumored now to be coming back allegedly to England, and yeah. obviously people are thinking, oh, I'd be a right fit with Klopp, Dortmund, yeah, right yeah. fit with whoever. And he's been in and out of the squad now, and the manager's dropping hints about attitude, and it's kind of not, not in a necessarily bad way, but as in, has he made his mind up? He wants to go. He's saying no. Nah, he was taken off early, I think, against Bayern. Like, he was used as a scapegoat, so it didn't go well. So, is he kind of, I'm already gone, is he taking it easy, or are they kind of making their mind up? And it's interesting. Mm. So, and maybe that's the whole reason with Haaland being dropped well. Oh, who knows? It's a watch this space, but I just thought it was an interesting potential um, theory about Haaland with potentially for United. Now, but it's just people talking. The other one Same was, was that Rayola was... At, using Manchester United again to boost up the price and to sell them on to someone else which, which could easily be the case quite possible that's yeah, the, yeah. their little tricks that they do play but yeah yeah watch the space but seemingly Manchester United are, are, are looking to buy now like January they want to get them in in January to get the firepower up mm. because they just don't have it and speaking of firepower the man is on fire Lukaku got his 250th yeah. goal uh, only 26 banging him in for Inter Horses of courses, it's a simple fact. And even at United, he was banging him in. But for whatever reason, him and Solskjaer obviously fell out. Um, and he, like, Solskjaer keeps it close to his chest, but I think he still threw a slight dig. It was, I can't remember the exact words again, but it, it was finished between the two of them anyway. Well, I think, I think it was, he didn't fancy Lukaku in that position. Lukaku didn't like playing out of position mm. and... Then I think there was a bit of an attitude yeah. thing and Solskjaer said, well, listen, I'm, I'm just not having that so you're, we're happy to go different directions. That's what it was. He'd rather be short. He'd rather be short a player than actually have Lukaku. Because remember they were saying, yeah. why didn't why yeah. you have it? He said, I'd rather. That's what it was. So he's gone and he's, now Lukaku's a good player. Yeah. Can score goals. Talk about he was out of shape. Possibly was. Probably a bit too heavy, too bulky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you go to Italy, you're going to do well. Yeah, Chris Smalling has proved that he's gone over <laughs> and he's been a messiah I think he scored more goals since he's gone there than what was the stat than Lingard in I guess two, a couple of seasons or something yeah yeah. For his, let, listen, what's your feeling on Lingard because my kind of mank mates like just they're finished with him um, Lingard hasn't improved that's just it he hasn't gone on to another level mm. and you can't if you're at a team uh, like any of the big clubs, you have to keep stepping up the ladder each year. You have to be yeah. getting better yeah. and better and better and then hit your peak. He's 27 now. So 27, yeah. 28, that's your peak. If that's yeah. your peak, well then, you're, start, you're a squad player mm. at best. And then playing today, 
another kind of dose. He's gone out with the 23. This is where you are now. Yeah, he's gone out with the 23. This is your level, so. mate. Yeah, it'd be interesting. He'd be one where he'd be interesting. Will he be gone or will he be. Well, I'll show you and roll up the sleeve. I would say Lingard, he has to perform, but mm. if he's. If he's any way of a player, he will roll up the sleeves and if he's not getting in, he'll go and find football somewhere else. Yeah. If he's not, he'll sit there and roll. Uh, other British clubs, Wolves are done. They drew three all away, but are they, they're, they're, oh, they're, they're true. They're cut through as well. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. With Besiktas, Slovan, Bratislava and Braga. That's a, yeah, it's a good group to get out for them. Yeah, it is. And uh, Rangers, of course, in the group oh. of death. Go on, show us. Only, only in the way the game, the, the league table is running. Rangers top with eight, Porto seven, seven. Young Boys seven, and Feyenoord are on five points with one game left. So I presume they all can still And qualify. I'm sure there's head-to-heads there. It'd be yeah. mind-boggling trying to figure out who's going to go through. That's a seriously tough through. group. But a fairly solid group when you look at Young Boys are always an awkward side. They've been in Champions League a few times. Feyenoord, obviously, everyone knows them, and same as Porto. Like So for Rangers to be top of it, I know, fair enough, it might mean nothing in a two weeks' time it's if they don't get through. Rangers. Yeah, providing they get through. But at the moment, right now, you can say, geez, job well done, yeah. that you're still in it. But even Rangers uh, over the last couple of seasons haven't done well. They're, no. they're kind of just back to their the peak of their powers now again. Yeah. In fairness to Gerard, he's done a very, very good job. Yeah. As you said, there's talk about the chairman leaving. Yeah, he's finishing up, he's resigning. And I know, I just find it interesting because there was talk a week or two ago about they need to get 10 million up before the end of the season. Um, I don't know whether they've overspent or I don't know what the exact reason why is. So it's just a bit intriguing, but... Can't think of the guy's name all of a sudden, but yeah, he came out the other week, uh, the other night, the other night. I was watching him in an interview, and he said, "Yeah, I've taken him as far as I can. It's time to move on in the next few, few in the next uh, couple of months, I think." Okay. And Celtic won today, but they were they were already true. Am I right in saying that they were already true? But no, I must have a look at their. We do. We two were nil. discussing. Oh, it's still two 0 Sorry, apologies. They're yeah, still playing. Still playing, but uh, the reason why it's important to get a win is because if they finish top of the group, which they will if they win yes. tonight, that they will avoid in the draw in the next round any of the Champions yeah, League clubs the Champions League boys in. will be coming down so that's huge because mm-hmm. some of them teams are, are quality teams so absolutely you do want to avoid could be Liverpool could be Liverpool yeah. yeah God no we wouldn't like to see that but <laughs> <laughs> you liar <laughs> absolute lies but uh, yeah no it could, it could be any of those teams so you, you, they're doing but listen for Celtic to be with, yes. uh, unbeaten Puge, in the Champions Lazio League Lazio and Ren people might kind of Snip, like kind of smirk at them or look down on them that's their level but yeah. they're as good as them so that's like some job well done uh, that's that and then of course there's other mad clubs over there was it there was one of them there I was like Alexandra I can't even remember them from the other couple of weeks of the Europa League so who knows where they're from but uh, yeah funny stuff funny stuff okay what have you got Dave um, obviously just quickly mention because there's not too much to go into um, Chelsea great game the other night against Valencia, Valencia yeah. um, Spurs obviously looking well Killian Sharon was bang at it again last ah, night brilliant Luke Fitzgerald came out today with is that not Pochettino's son and he came up I think I've got another one <laughs> basically long story short everyone knows I don't know was it the first or second goal but the ball boy got it in really quick oh, back yeah. to the man quick throw cross goal and Mourinho went down and gave him a hug Sher- Killian Sheridan obviously of Celtic and of this show we've had him on I can't remember where he is now at the minute uh, I looked at it the other day. Where is he playing? Can't remember where he is. Long story short, anyway, he put it up that um, that is Flavio, or I, I can't remember what name he used. Um, he plays for the under 15s. It's Richie Pochettino's son. So, and 
clickbait websites jumped on it other people jumped on it and then eventually somebody well, listen this, this is coming from Killian Sherrod ah, I was classic <laughs> but Luke Fitzgerald uh, ex Leinster man I think um, somebody put up something earlier on he goes was that not Pochettino's son and then Killian put it up yep I think I got another one <laughs> so uh, super because he's been at it for a couple of weeks um, I have another story and then he'll leave for a couple of hours and then he'll come out with it and he brought out a Van Dyke one when they were playing obviously depends on who's playing and he goes, when I was at Celtic, and I think the one was, he, he, he was warming up with the boots open. And when the game was over and he had a great game, I, I looked over it and the boots were still open. <laughs> and I was like, oh, whatever. And people, uh, some Glasgow thing jumped on it. But the, one of the guys who called the people out the other night, he was one of the ones who got filled by the Van Dyke one and he put it up again. So be very careful with Killian Sherrod. But the problem is, he'll probably tell a story that's true one day and no one will believe him. I know, that's it. Yeah, the unless he's, unless he's already doing it, but he's entertained himself going, people think this is a lie, but I know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, follow him. He's great crack, but who knows? Uh, obviously, Liverpool made hard work of it last night um, with Napoli. If they had got the job done, they could have played like you know they could have played the kids for the. Uh, it was very interesting with Napoli because they yeah. went to four four two, which you don't often see. And I'm a fan of four four two. Once you yeah. have the two centre forwards that yeah. are good quality, yeah. but they played very well. No, it was obviously a defensive four four two because they had to. The, they started off very well, yeah. but then they slumped back into no, we'll defend. What and we then have. it was pressure, pressure, pressure. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, Napoli are decent. Napoli of course, Napoli. Decent. And you look at their starting eleven; it's a strong side. Like they're they're, they're 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 no easy. But like Liverpool, you're just a little bit disappointed because you could have because the next six weeks, I'm going to say it is going to make a break Liverpool season. I think because yeah. um, Christmas break is always huge. There's four games, and it's not a Christmas break. The Christmas period, and then of course they're going to be in Qatar just before Christmas. Because I think the final, even if they don't get to the final, they're still going to play in the same day in the third, fourth place playoff. Five days later, they're playing in the league. So you're coming back, say, the 22nd, 23rd, might give him a day off, and even morale, you're back in Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and then bang into it, and you have to be bang at it. Well, um, I'm glad you brought this up, because oh. Darren Fletcher today had his say on... Scottish the, Darren Fletcher, ex-United. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Say, he knows more than I would. Let's go. It's our whole season. It makes or breaks our whole season. How he goes about it, I'm sure he's planning ahead now. He has to almost, Alex Ferguson style... Pick a couple of games and plan around those games. He's got to get enough minutes and times into his team. If he goes with the same team all the time, he risks a lot of injuries. That's a lot of games. And the way they play, you know, we speak about how they've not had many injuries, but that's more down to good management and good sports science than it is luck. You know, you need a little bit of luck, but I would compliment them on that because the turnaround for me when he first came into the club to where they are now, they've adapted to his training techniques, they've adapted to his training style, but this period's massive and it defines everything about Liverpool's season because, you know, they've put themselves in an unbelievable position just now. I know there's a long way to go, but to win the Premier League. We've seen how good they are in the Champions League. They want to win the World Club Cup for how much it means for, you know, Liverpool. It's you know it's interesting times. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think Klopp's clever enough to do that. Yeah, I don't think he's going to go out and play the same team week in week out. No, because no. already there's a couple of knocks starting to creep in. And Fabinho, he half did it last night with Milner starting and stuff like that. Fabinho got Fabinho. a he's in a protective boot and it looked a bit more uh, uh, worse than it was. But hopefully it might be. I'm not saying he'd be back the weekend, but it. Doesn't look like it's a long term, that's for sure. Yeah, and Akhar Salah had his knock and all. So and he, he could knocks. still be carrying it a bit as yeah. well because he's just it, there was one chance well, he last night straight was, down straight down the gullet the keeper where Salah and Farm would have put it inside the post and it's just there's been a lot of that lately and I'm just wondering is it one of them where 
Well, in an do we do we take the gamble and rest him for a week? Or in two? an interview before the league game that he was mm. on the bench, he said, "Yeah, no, he's uh, he's carrying, he's carrying." Yeah, and sure. you're kind of thinking, "Well, why do you have him in the in the, in, mm. in the, t- the bench? Don't have him on the bench then. Give him the, give him a bit of rest. You're yeah. coming up to a busy period." But because he was over at Egypt, and I was a bit surprised because I don't think there was any intention for him to go over there or to play. But he was over there, and one of the Liverpool physios was with him because they showed a he was massaging the ankle and he was doing physio on it. And they, they showed it one of the nights, and I was like, "Well, what is he doing over there?" Anyway, it is what it is. But definitely, I have to agree with uh, with Mr. Fletcher because at the end of the day, it's not a fluke, their form. They've done it last year. They're doing it again. If they can kind of... If they can keep this advantage come mid to end of January, I'm not going to say it massive, but I will definitely start being confident. Yeah. 100%. Um, oh, I think he's a winner. I said that, Stark. Yeah, I, I know. Still think I know, yeah. Now. And a lot of people... And I know Liverpool fans will, will doubt that because it's happened We're so just, often. Exactly. But... It, all the all the materials are there. Bar, this this is your testing time now. Yeah. And of course, there's going to be a testing time in March as well. But yeah. it, I just think that they have it to get through that. Tell you the truth. I, 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 they're definitely good enough, I, without a shadow of a doubt. But it, as you said, this is this is the ultimate. Like March will be a test, as you said. But I think this is going to be the the biggest test. And if they can come out with roughly the same advantage, yeah. I'd be confident. Manchester City played in the Champions League the other night and nobody in the planet watched it because no one thought it was worth watching because you know they're going to win these games. And it was a draw. <laughs> they draw. <laughs> <laughs> Will we go to that, so? Yeah. <laughs> I hear people singing Yeah, we're just breaking in gently with the old Christmas songs. That was the Pretenders with 2,000 hey. Miles. Just a one ho, not full ho, can't ho. go. It's level one. Oh, sorry, I went to. Sorry, level, sorry. Level I apologise. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> is it back? Yeah, bang on half nine here on the big kickoff at Liffey Sound 96.4 with myself, Dave and Roy. Still, oh no, we're not doing it now. What's that noise? I have no idea. <laughs> it's from you, I think, David. Nope. It's not. Yes, it is. I knew it was. Anyway, I don't know what it is, but we shut it up. Anyway, we are going with uh, Ruiz and Joshua's coming up, uh, not this weekend, the following weekend. The stadium has been built. They've spent 40, uh, a month and a half on doing it. There's a kind of a three-quarters full, but then there's like this super-duper VIP bit on the other bit, and it looks like that's probably where maybe the Sheiks are going to be and other VIPs. Um, but they have the do you know with Sky Sports they obviously the gloves are off when they're on either side of the table and Johnny Nelson's there so I've been on and there's a couple of quotes and it'll be very interesting I presume it's on demand and it'll be on the channels but um, obviously Ruiz has promised to end his career and to be honest a lot of us think that if he ends up doing it twice but he said I have to end his career because if not he's going to take mine that's fairly obvious and he basically said yeah I felt he quit because of the way it was going, I think he was still out of it. I don't think he knew where he was at that time. So, yeah, I think he quit. And Joshua acknowledged that he lost the fight fair and square. I, lo- I lost. The referee waved off the fight. In spite of the defeat, Joshua says he's hungrier than ever to get back to winning ways, but insists the belts don't defy him. So that's fine. But here's the interesting bit. He says, I've gone back to my instincts. 
Joshua added. You have to remember what got you here. But then along the way, you hire professionals. You work with good people. You listen to people. But ultimately, no one gave me advice when I needed it, when I really started it off. So now if I go running, it's not just running. It's have you got on the right shoes? Have you got on the right socks? Have you done your warm-up? Have you got your heart rate monitor on? Forget all that. We're fighters. That's the main thing that's going to get me through the fight. Now, that is a bit of an interesting one because if you're going for a run, you're going for a run. Good, solid runners, they don't have to be the best of the best. And all the other stuff, in my opinion, sometimes is a bit of nonsense. If he has to go out for five or six K, go out for your five or six K. You don't need to have the best of the best of everything or constantly people telling you how to just go for a run. So I wonder, is that, does he, is that what he finds irritating? Is, he, is there too many chiefs telling him what to do? Yeah, but he's obviously employed too many chiefs. Oh, well, yeah, so, he's probably acknowledged that, yeah. I mean, you know yourself, if you're going to go out for a run, have a good pair of runners. You know, if you want to monitor your heartbeat, just do it. But yeah. there should be nothing to a run except for a good run. Yeah. You know, so... Somebody can advise you before you go, try and do it with this, do it with this, but so yeah. So I'd say, it's, I wouldn't say it's as much the sports science side of it. I would say it's more of the the, the, the vocab from all his, his unit. And it's probably just going around his head constantly, constantly asking him questions. And sometimes you just have to go back to basics. Just get back into the ring. Mm. Get in and train hard. Work hard. Don't be worrying about everything else. So yeah, I, I, he's probably right. He probably does have too many, too many voices in his head. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it, it probably. And look, sometimes maybe that's all you need is a bit of a back to basics. Um, and sometimes I think that's all you need. Like it, it, just when I seen that, I'm not saying it's come 100 percent down to sports science or whatever, because there is a, a home for it. But sometimes it's it takes over too much because I remember the. The London Olympics, they done some of that kind of stuff and they looked into it and do you know the way sometimes you can go into certain sports stores and they can video you running and your gait and here's the right runners and then they go to another college and they prove that it's a bit of nonsense really. It's just whatever it makes you feel comfortable. How much do you think Ruiz has gone down that route? Absolutely not. So, like, to be honest, he's just had a full camp this time I'd say. Yeah. I'd say they've said let's not do anything different but we'll just do it for a bit longer so you're even sharper. I'm sure he's a little bit smaller, like he's a little bit fitter, but not too much. He in, will be a bit smaller, but that's because he's just trained for a bit longer. But in boxing, it comes down to instinct as well. Yeah. And you have to have good instincts when you're a boxer. because mm-hmm. and Obviously, good reflexes, that's gu- uh, guaranteed. But your instincts, it's to know. And, and you le- you've learned off uh, different movements, uh, visualizing mm-hmm. uh, the pattern of the fighter who's coming mm-hmm. at you. You know when he's dropping a shoulder or whatever yeah. it is that he's going to do the overhand or whatever it is. He, he, they can tell that. So mm-hmm. everything else, it doesn't matter how well conditioned Joshua is and how unconditioned Ruiz is. As, as Mike Tyson said, everyone's a tough guy until you get a smack in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And that's basically what happened on that yeah. night. So and, it, and he it needs is. to be able to take the next smack in the mouth. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting because, ironically, we'll, we'll go to the other fight in a minute, but on Sunday morning after the Deontay Wilder fight, the Ruiz-Joshua fight was on again. And uh, it was the first time I watched this since that time. And it, obviously I watched the whole thing and I was like, geez, he really was quick and he really had the power and he hit him with some cracking shots. But it was the bits in between which they obviously alluded to for the few days afterwards. Like Joshua really was out of it and it bothered me that McCracken never seen it. Now it's obviously easy for me now because mm-hmm. it's hindsight but I'm still surprised he didn't really cop on because every, from obviously the third round onwards, every round, what was that? When was that? And what punch was that? And what round was that? Why do I feel like this? Obviously it was the very last round. Like he really, 
it was. I thought it looked obvious, but it's easy to say that now after months and this, that, and the other. So it was just a bit weird, but you could see it was coming. But um, yeah, he just had to measure him, and any time he got close, he just. Oh, it was brilliant. It was very interesting to watch. So I'm the pretty fa- much thinking the, f- the fatal flaw was yeah when he get, he knocked down Ruiz and then went at him. Not really known if Ruiz was wobbly or not. Yeah, he went in full on. I got yeah, Ruiz wasn't as effective, and, and he wasn't as effective. Yeah, no. as uh, Joshua. So that was a fatal, crazy yeah. error. You know, you 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 you, you size the person up, see what way he is. He and Joshua even, doesn't have the stamina either. No. You no, know. but not the people have, when you get again if you get punched in the mouth a lot of your stamina is knocked out of you yeah anyway. and wherever it was it was kind of up the, the side and up the top it completely knocked him his equilibrium yeah. as they all say just went and it was gone so, so it's going to be interesting is he saying that it's it was just a, a no, he's, saying it was a, he's saying it's a punch from the gods yeah. but he's, he has to say that because if he has any doubt you have to no matter what you have to tell yourself you're still better than him you're still bigger than him he doesn't bother you it was just one of them lucky punches okay as a neutral because it's great that we've seen Ruiz win the fight excuse me as a neutral do you want to see Joshua lose do you want to see um, Lu- Louise or Louise lose I don't know because no, see I can take or, or, or leave Joshua you know I really do I, like, I think he's a tiny bit overhyped I think it's a fantastic uh, slap in the face from and it might take him down a notch but he seems angry but not in a good way angry mm. um, so half of me does want to see him get put in his arse again but ju- ju- just for the heavyweight division would it be great to see Joshua come back and then, okay, all the other fights are back on? Yeah. I suppose or for the... Fu- uh, yeah. If Ruiz is the real deal and he does knock him back out again, mm-hmm. obviously he just takes his yeah. place, I suppose. I suppose for boxing, as you're asking there, I suppose for boxing, you'd love, to be, you'd love it to be a close fight, a cracking 12-rounder, and Joshua just nicks it so you can potentially have a trilogy and then you have two guys in the mix along with your Wilders and Furies and whoever else wants yeah. to get in on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but to be honest, I think either way they'll still. Joshua will still have a career, but he'll just have to be patient. If you know what I mean, he, he he'll still be able to slowly work his way back in there and get another crack at somebody because he could easily fit another one style or whatever. But it, I think for I think for Joshua, if because he's bigger, longer, if he was patient, he could probably outbox him and, and nick a points win. But he's a bit. Reminds me a bit of Katie Taylor, like he'll want to trade, yeah. and I think he'll want to knock him out because it's, it's the heavyweight game, and people want to. So it's up. To, I think a lot, I'm not saying it's up to him, but if he was willing to sacrifice and really stay out for twelve rounds, he could probably do enough at Nick. I don't know, yeah. but uh, I think it's a cracking fight because we all know it's a bit like Amir Khan. He's very exciting to watch, but he can be knocked out like that, mm. and I think that's the case now with Joshua. So he's still going to be entertaining because he is a seriously good. Looking fighter when he's in form, he's got power, he's got he's quick, but at the same, he's he's vulnerable, yeah. and that's what makes him exciting. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, of course, then you were up the other night watching oh. the the big fight between <laughs> Wilder and Ortiz. Uh, seven rounds, yeah. So whatever the exact thing, but up until the, f- the three seconds before that, horrible fight, horrible fight. But anyway, uh, but yeah. In the, in the first two rounds, I think there was probably about three or four punches laid, oh. and they were all from Ortiz. Ah, oh, horrible fight. Um, Wilder done nothing, nothing absolutely nothing he threw one that hit the glove of uh, Ortiz Ortiz wasn't exactly amazing but was hitting the right punches right combinations was the attacking man um, and it was doing enough um, the official scorecards were 5-1 5-1 and 4-2 to two to Ortiz I think that sounds about right it was about right I think one of the Sky Boys had it 6 to nothing and one of them had 5-1 to one. Mm. so yeah everyone knew that it was what it was Wilder didn't really offer anything Literally seventh round, 
the door got open a slight for a split second. Like I'm half asleep because, as I said, uh, Neve kind of wasn't feeling too well. She was in between the two of us, so she was using me as a footrest and climbing up and down my back all day. And I gave up. I said, I think the fight's on, so I watched it. So I'm half asleep, half watching. And then the the fight wasn't that great, so you're really just zoning out. And then my eyes literally fell out when literally boom, oh, what's happened? He literally went straight through the middle, right in full blown in the mush, gone, legs buckled, and he was dead. Is this though not what? Wilder is all about, though. Oh, yes. I mean, he, he, he's a huge puncher. Yeah. A huge puncher. So he doesn't... He obviously looks at that fight there that he was fighting and, and go, I don't care if he's winning this round. I don't care if he's winning that round. I'm going to get him with one. Um, and if he can take that, fair play to him. It's, it's without a doubt his tactic, but whether he... Was he literally watching and fishing constantly? That's the only thing I wouldn't be sure of. Was he constantly watching every minute or every second of every round? I'm not sure. But, but look at when he wanted it, he went straight through the middle. When boom. he was fighting Fury, it wasn't too far off. Oh, everyone said Fury. Fury was ahead. To get rid of the yeah. Apart from, apart the, from the, the knockdown, was that's probably what I'm what made Boxing it a drop. Wise, for, yeah. as, as, a, as a boxer, Fury was winning the fight on it's, points. It's pure and he's brute got, strength. He, he's got the yeah the yeah. pure one punch that can can send you got. But his post match interview was bang on the money in relation to his style. He said it. He says they have to be perfect for twelve rounds. I just have to be perfect for one second. And that's exactly what it was. And it was devastating. Big unit is Ortiz, can take a good dig, but this one, it was his one and only. Boom. It was phenomenal. So this, uh, I'd be afraid if I was Joshua, I would steer clear him as much as possible and almost hope Fury knocks him out. Yeah, this is a uh, just kind of a stat here that uh, Radio Go for 5 Live had. Deontay Wilder's knockout percentage, as it stands at the moment, is 95%. The big hitters down the line, Mike Tyson, 75%. George Foreman, 83%. Ernie Shavers, we were criticised for leaving him out of our heavy hitters discussion about 18 months or so ago. Vladimir Klitschko, also 76%. Vitaly Klitschko, 87%. Sonny Liston, 72%. Wilder out on his own, 95%. Mm. Yes, again, you can get into the arguments about the level of opposition, but he still continues to find the chin. Bill? That's, when you put Tyson a 75 and he's a 95, that's just crazy. Yep. Isn't it? Everyone looks at Mike Tyson as the biggest 100%. knockout boxer on the planet. Now Wilder's yeah. wiping him Now out. the only, and this is just a technical thing, he probably still wouldn't be 95, but near the end, when he wasn't probably quite true to himself, has probably brought that average down. I'd say before the whole jail thing, I'd say he'd be close enough to that. Um, but that doesn't, I'm not taking anything away from it. He, he is devastating. And we're not saying here that he's better than Tyson. Absolutely Tyson not. Tyson was a better boxer. It's just a, it's just a knockout stat. That's yeah, all it just is. It's a knockout stat, yeah. Um, but, but that is still is incredible that, that he, yeah. he has one weapon and, and he's using it unbelievably well yeah. now this is why Fury is so interesting still because Fury is he's a clever clever boxer yeah. Fury's not a heavy hitter but he is a clever it. boxer and he can take he looked it. dead yeah it was the Undertaker style and oh, you seen the meme and boom yeah. it was phenomenal he was gone um, but he somehow managed to get up and finish it so so we go with let's hope they get it on Joshua uh, Ruiz who do you yeah. think um, I know we're a week ahead of ourselves, aren't we? I'm not to be. I just I'm not a hundred percent certain, but I just have. A, I just something's telling me. I think Josh is going to do it. But it's going to be overly impressive or not? I don't know. I think he's going to do it. Yeah, it's it's very fifty fifty for me. I think Joshua's going to be Incredibly. better. I think he's going to be a lot more clever. I don't think he's going to leave himself as open. But 
Yeah, I can. I I think I think he's going to win on points. Yeah, that's that's. How I think if he's going to win, I think that's how he's going to do it. Um, yeah, hundred percent. But yeah. it, at the same time, it's a, for me, it's a fifty-one forty-nine hours because the other guy has pace. He he has a, a bit of power, and Joshua obviously is a bit. Eh. Who do you think is going to come out at the end of it through all these fighters and be the man? One of the other two, Fury or Wilder. To be honest, yeah, um, Wilder is. I've watched a good few of his fights over the last two to three years. I haven't seen some of his earlier ones. But any of the ones, the early ones, it, you're just seeing the knockout punch. It's phenomenal. And there's no denying it. But Fury just, he was phenomenal against Klitschko. He was superb against him. The two fights, like he was giving it, well, why am I in the BBC Sports? But you, you fought two bums this year. Get over it. That's why you're not in it. Um, but I think it'd be one of them two. Really, when all is said and done. And what about Usyk coming in? Yeah... He's a crawly fighter. He just has a question mark over him, about, isn't he? about can he the cope? Level. Yeah, can yeah. he cope with the power of yeah. the heavyweights? Is he as good as them? Hundred percent. It's, so, it's great time for yeah, heavyweight and boxing it does. Well. It, it's what drags the rest of boxing. Boxing's becoming a bit more popular again, and it is based on the heavyweights. Yes, the other are more entertaining and can go solid and punch hard for twelve rounds. Well, heavyweights are not. It's more the knockout punch. When's fighting? He's fighting soon, isn't he? Oh no, he's done. He was done. Uh, the, the next fight in theory is supposed to be for the 22nd of February with them yeah, two yeah. now he said that's not done it's not finalised He, they reckon it's not going to be as soon as that They're right. go, it's going to be potentially March or April but it's supposed to be Fury Wilder next that'd be great that'd and be I great. hope it does I hope there's no nonsense or BS and I hope they get it done so we'll see what happens so yeah it'll be one of them two uh, I need to come down out of that and we're going to go to a break and then we're going to finish up with the last final 20 tune to Sound 96.4 FM or you can listen to it now on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. This is the big kickoff. It is 9.47. Uh, are you going to go straight at Yeah, I just got yeah, to go throw this in. It's just a quick one. But Ed Woodward had admitted that the club overruled Jose Mourinho on mm-hmm. one or two of the Portuguese transfer targets. Uh, Carlos Mourinho was sacked last December. But it was the... It was the, the transfer windows were the one that was really irritating Mourinho because he couldn't get the players in that he wanted to get in to do the job that he needed to be done. And everyone knew that centre-backs were the, the people. But seemingly, it was uh, Aldevoireld and Maguire who were the ones that w- weren't being pushed on to be recruited, hmm. which seems very odd, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, I, we said and this, Woodward admitted to this. Yeah. Now, considering they got one of them this season. Yeah, so hmm. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And definitely, definitely Aldevireld, he was, as, as Devo had said last week, he was available. No, it was a cheaper lease cost yeah. for 20 so odd million. It doesn't make any sense. And whatsoever. they spent 70? Nearly 80. On yeah, yeah, 70 to 80, yeah, whatever. Um, around and that. obviously, there was a little bit of stick from at the weekend. People were more talking about the tour, but it was the second call. If Roy Keane was on it, do you remember when he, they were having a go, he was having a go at Darmian? The famous one. It's just two yards, Gary. Yeah. It was like that. Your man was coming through and he just half stuck a leg out while most defenders would do the big stereotypical block slidey and that got, second goal would have never gone I'm in. I'm trying to think who Man United were playing. Do we uh, Sheffield United. Remember, they were superb. Yes, 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 yes. Bloody, there's another story for me. 2-0 yeah. all over them. Uh, Sunday dinner. Oh, do you want to... I'll bring it into the room. No, do you know what? We'll go outside. This is done. And do you know the way your instinct, blokes can hear this little sound going... That commentator's got a bit more high pitched. Must yeah, be yeah, yeah, So yeah. I walked around, opened up the, the sitting room door, three two. What the f- 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 uh, it was three two to United, and I said, "You're fucking joking me." 
turned on the phone, you could see the roller coaster. You know, you're shy, shy, shy. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're not doing bad. We should do this. Do. And then I went back to the dinner. Next minute, you know, you're shy, shy, shy. Oh, they must have equalized. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, he was a bit, it was a bit, it wasn't a real stereotypical centre half kind of get your body in there, yeah. block that shot. Yeah. You know, um, n- listen, I'm not having a go. With I think it, but it was just a bit weird. A, there is a lot more to the United team. Uh, yeah. Definitely, Solskjaer at the weekend. He organised the team uh, very poorly. Five at the back against Sheffield United. What's that all about? That's the, no. He's it lo- it's supposed to be three, four, three, mm. but it was five at the yeah. back. What are they doing? What are they yeah. playing at? So, yeah. uh, and he had he had three forwards up front. He had James Rashford and Martial. Martial yeah. But he had of course if distant. Yeah, if you're for an hour. Well, this is it. If you're playing three up front, but you're also playing wingers or wing backs. Yes. That means the three up front, the Rashfords and the James, have to go inside. Yeah, yeah. And they play at their best yeah. when they're out wide, yeah. one on one. So it made no sense. Yeah. Just funny one. Funny one. Yeah, I made a ball. <laughs> uh, Gareth McCauley has said that Northern Ireland will be looking for revenge. Now, revenge is a very strong <sighs> word, right? Should they end up playing the Republic of Ireland in the Euro 2020 playoffs? Bit of a March? red rag. Is, is, this could be. He doesn't play anymore, so this is, could be a yeah, bit unnecessary. It could be unnecessary motivation. Go on anyway. Winter Park host of the playoff between the two teams. If they both get to the final, of course, we, that, Slovakia and Bosnia have to be beaten for that to happen. Uh, it has the potential to be a dramatic showdown, and he's, as he said, he is looking for revenge. So it on. still grates on me that Northern Ireland were thrown into a Euro qualifying group with Germany and, and Netherlands when it was a Republic who were initially drawn True. out of the football, uh, play those footballing joints but because they have a little bit extra money and a better stadium with FIFA selecting the Aviva Stadium as one of the hosts for the final they managed to dodge a bullet totally unfair now I actually agree <laughs> I agree with it wasn't Ireland's fault but yeah. I do agree like I don't agree with the but because they have a little bit extra money and a better stadium that's the only bit if you get I, rid of that that's 100% okay. I think what he's trying to indicate is is because they had a little bit more money to build a stadium, which now we know we didn't have. They're a bigger country than Northern Ireland, so shut up. Is that, that's the only reason why they got selected. Now, it was in the rules that apparently not three to, host countries couldn't be in the same group. Yeah. To give them potentially that every host nation could qualify. And it, that's a simple rule, so get over it. But the whole money and stadium thing, that's the only thing that annoyed me. Everything else like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Stir the pot. So I, I'm kind of with them, but I don't think it was Ireland's fault. That's just no. the way UEFA did it. The Republic were drawn against, obviously, Switzerland and, and Denmark. Course. And, of course, Macaulay thinks that qualified. they would have qualified yeah. in that group. Possibly. Possibly, yeah. But, anyhow, it makes... It, it's just spicing it up. It, it, just if the te- two teams get through, they're difficult fixtures. Although, Bosnia have sacked yeah. their manager. Yeah. Uh, Because Yeah, Robert Prozineski, because they're not happy with the fact that they didn't qualify uh, automatically. Automatically, yeah. So, yeah, look, deep down, I just want Ireland to get through, but it would be incredibly juicy uh, for that playoff. And you know what? 31st of March. What if Brexit gets delayed till then again? Brexit. Brexit off. Brexit off. You know. Ah, oh, think about it. How cool would that be? And then the next day, back to the borders, boys. Back to the borders. Actually, yeah, well, Ireland have to get back before Bindley. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> smuggle them back. Tra- trapped up the north. Can't get back out. Oh, Christ. The Watch that, the whole Irish team in it. In it. <laughs> So anyway, in, in a trailer full of hay. That's not till next. <laughs> that's not till next March. Anyway, RT have announced a long list of twenty six nominees for the RT Sports Person of the Year. Very long list. It looks like it's kind of all the sports, and we'll have the best of each sport, and then it'll be shortened down. So I can get it. So obviously Sam Bennett, 
serial uh, winner in the stages this year, Lydia Boylan, first silver medal award track. Jack Bourne is one of them. Uh, mm. Quite impressive. Had a great year with with the hoops and obviously getting a few things. James Callanan of Tipperary, Cluxton of, the, uh, of Dublin, Carl Daniels, um, Magnificent Forms to the European Championships in Germany to claim the individual bronze medal. Then, yeah, Jesus, there's loads. Ellen Keane. So I'll just say some noticeable, noticeable ones. Shane Lowry, I think he could be an early favourite, the whole major winner this year. Yeah. I definitely think he's a strong chance. Kieran McGee's been very strong this year. I give I give a little shout out to Reese McLennan as well. He's been phenomenal uh, in gymnastics. Rory's in it. Now fair enough. I get it possibly bit surprised by that. O'Shane Murphy, he's um Rode 166 winners in the season to be crowned British flat champion jockey. 24-year-old is the youngest competitor to win the title since a 23-year-old Ryan Moore. And he also won the Japan Cup of the week, during the week and that is monster money. And I was listening to Ruby Walsh and they take it very seriously over there. And they know them inside out. like They, know, they knew Ruby Walsh a bit like a pop star. But he says um, they bring them in about 12 hours, 14 hours beforehand and they're in a kind of a holding area but it's kind of like a bit of a mini hotel within the within the course and yeah, serious stuff like but a massive money five six million dollars so big win for him Donegal go O'Brien I'm just going to go through there's too many Aoife O'Rourke Denise O'Sullivan uh, football senior post-poor of Rowan Jonathan Ray motorcycle and Davey Russell in horse racing Jason Smith the Paralympian Katie Taylor Paul Townend jockey Nicole Turner Paralympian swimmer Kurt Walker boxing so a little bit of the best of every sport but it'll be shortened down but my early Presumption will, will Lowry be one of them? I think Lowry might win it. I am going for Katie Taylor. Really? I think it has to be. If it's I'm not, not I, if it's I, not I Katie Taylor, I mean, Jack Bourne won a, a, a cup. Mm-hmm. You know. Kate, oh no! It's Kate, nice Kate, that he got noticed. Yeah, but no, I think, no, that's, it is. I think no. that's all it'll be. Yeah, but I'm not picking on Jack Bourne now either because there's, yeah. a, there's a few others there that just you know won a See, stage. Now, here. This is the long it's, list. It's, not, it's a lot. It's not a tip of the cap to people. Yeah. Really, but I think if... It will be shortened, so Kate Taylor, definitely be in it. Oh, two weights. I think Lowry will definitely be in it. Yeah, probably Lowry, I don't know yeah. what it goes down to, whether it's four, five, three or whatever, but them two, I think, will be odds on to be in the group. Reese might just... McLennan, yeah. Olympics might... He need, might need to, to do something in Olympics now to get, to get something. Oh, 100%. But um, yes, a tip I have. Like... Ireland has a phenomenal of range of top sports people, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, for the, sm- for the small country, I know we always say it and it's like beating ourselves up, but we really do. We, we do punch above our weight. So, uh, yeah, no, that's, it's uh, an interesting list. It is indeed. And just a quick one in relation to, obviously, it's Thanksgiving Day. Uh, so there's three fixtures on today. NFL record. A UK fan to visit 32 stadiums in 84 days. So basically, he's gone to see a home game of all the 32 teams within 84 days, and it's a new world record. So In the States? In the States. So basically, he would have gone to see a team on the Thursday, maybe a team on the Sunday, maybe a team on the Monday, because people are going, how would, he do, how would he do 32 games in two or three months? So basically, that's what it is. So he's going to break the record. The previous one was set at 86 days. So he's going to do it within 84 um, it was a bit of a bucket list challenge. So basically, he has to submit. What is the idea? What is it? Where is it gone? He has to uh, be apparently to collect the evidence of the trip. He has to have a GPS tracker and videos of the first and final play of every match he's attended. So that he has to have a proof of the GPS that he's indeed there, and then a video of the first and final play of every game uh, in order to get it. So at the very end, he said. But the main thing was the experience. The record is obviously really cool, but the main thing has been all the people I've met at the games. I've really got to start saving for a house after this, and then, uh, and this time I'll stick to the plan because basically he was saving up for a house and then decided to, I think I'll do this oh instead. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know whether he has a, a partner, uh, 
uh, or it, had it, a partner or he had a partner and they're long gone but anyway fair play to him good luck to him um, and just a quick one it's kicking off at half nine actually there is it's done there is it's seven and nothing to the Dallas Cowboys against the Buffalo Bills in game two of Thanksgiving Day football that's a hammering seven there <laughs> Luis Enrique and Robert Moreno very interesting yeah this is this is unbelievable it's, basically we know what happened I'm far, yeah I'm, I, so it's devastating for mm-hmm. Luis Enrique his daughter uh, yeah. Zana died through uh, I think it's cancer wasn't yeah, it yeah yeah uh, and Moreno had taken temporary charge after Enrique suddenly left uh, although we continue to manage the team from a distance with Moreno taking his place in the bench Luis Enrique announced in June that he was stepping down Moreno had handed the job and was given a contract until the end of 2020 although it was also always the understanding that Luis Enrique could return mm-hmm. And therefore, he had made his what date was it in September? Moreno mm-hmm. had said he'd be delighted to step aside if Luis Enrique wanted to return, but it was clear that his attitude has changed because yeah. the following month, Enrique told the federation that he was ready to come back. When Moreno came back, uh, was aware of the discussions to bring Enrique back. He demanded that his future be clarified, and he left following Spain's final qualification game uh, in tears yep. from the stadium. The following day, it was announced Luis Enrique would return to his job. Now, that's... Apparently, Moreno said, yes, no problem, I'll gladly step aside, but after the campaign is over, i.e. the championships. And, and obviously, uh, Luis Enrique had presumably thought that, well, when I come back, I'm going to just walk back into anyway. my job. That's being agreed. So, yeah. and, and obviously he's accused him of being disloyal now. Yeah, obviously that is... Probably what did happen because why would the Spanish FA just give him his job back? Yeah, you know, so it kind of does look like that. Uh, I don't know why he's crying. He want to get over that part because <laughs> uh, it's a job, and he, yeah. he he he. If he would have been his number two, he's been his number two through all the the yeah, jobs yeah. that he's had. Yeah. So I think he kind of pushed it a little bit too far, and uh, now he's gone. But it's it's disappointing when you hear stories like that because. He did say that he, as you said, disloyal, and they did have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He said in September they had a twenty to thirty minute meeting at home, and he was clear he wanted to be the coach the Euros. And he said he w- he wasn't surprised. He said he could see it coming. He has ambition, but that's not the way to go about it. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. That's it's it's ruthless, really. Hundred percent. And just a little nod to Dino Zoff came out today and said he understands. Gay. Dino Zoff. No. Oh, jeez, don't do that. Jeez, relax. A bit long on the tooth. No, he came out today with the quote where he understands uh, English fans' frustrations with Gaza because um, he obviously would have been his manager at the time of Lazio. And he said, I was desperate. He was a great artist who lost his art. I have always admired the artists, the ones who are the creators. He made me crazy with rage. I was sorry for him. He threw away his art in a bad way. Already at that time, it was clear he would have problems when he stopped playing. It was a logical consequence. Uh, it may make everything worse to stop when you're at the peak of your career. My heart cried from. And then he mentions the fact that when he came back from the, one of his spells, he returned to the training camp having put on 12 uh, kilos. He showed up with a ponytail and an extra 12 kg. I was desperate when I saw him arrive at the training ground. I asked who it was, and it was Gascoigne. It's the biggest regret of my career. So, yeah, it's just, it, it, I thought there'd be more in it when I went into it earlier, but I just thought I'd nod to it. But, uh, yeah, it, I think everyone's disappointed that yeah. everyone wanted him to do well, yeah. so well over there yeah. because it was not of our generation. He was one of the f- few and only ones that we got to see over there in Italy. Uh, of course, the other 
just as we were getting into football, the Platinis and the Rushes and all, they they had their stint Brady and all, they were playing then. But he was the one that we could really get. And because football was... I was on, on, football was on television so much more then. Gazetta. Remember it was on Gazetta. That was brilliant. So, yeah, it really was. He, yeah. He, he, it's unfortunate. unfortunate. It was unfortunate. And just probably to finish up, it's fairly short and sweet and I think it's probably fairly... It's, it's decent, but um, David Duckenfield, the ex-police chief, was found not guilty of uh, unlawful manslaughter at the Hillsborough disaster over 30 years ago and Liverpool's statement is as follows uh, following today's verdict at Preston Crown Court Liverpool Football Club would like to commend the bereaved family survivors and campaigners for the remarkable courage dignity and resilience they've shown during the past three decades with further related legal proceedings listed for April and the restriction for commentary we share the reactions and frustrations by the families today and those affected by the tragedy the journey that reached today's stage and will continue is testament to the perseverance and determination of all involved in the ongoing campaign for justice we also reiterate that the inquests in April 2016 concluded that the behaviour of Liverpool supporters did not cause or contribute to the Hillsborough disaster. We were disappointed that the allegations were raised again in this process. We have immense admiration for the families, survivors and campaigners for what they've achieved and our thoughts remain with them and those 96 supporters who went to watch their team and never came home. So, yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. Um, and unfortunately, there's more to come for them. Um, and that's it. It's, it's their heart getting ripped out every other week. Mm. Yeah. So I think you were saying, when when does it all end? When can yeah. they actually get some sort of yeah. uh, peace with it all? Um, yeah. Hopefully sooner rather than later, because yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a disaster of a thing altogether. Uh, just to finish off, uh, Arsenal lost 2-1 against Eintracht Frankfurt. So, uh, so, that, so that leaves them top with 10 points. They're three points ahead of Stanley Age on third... Uh, it's oh, going to be head to head, but I thought they were true. But uh, obviously, uh, it's throwing it up there. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, so that'd be that this weekend. Frampton's on, I think, um, in the states uh, with a few others. Obviously, big weekend. Uh, all the sports, I think. Uh, uh, I don't know who Liverpool are playing this weekend. I know. Uh, to, to be honest, it doesn't really matter at the moment. It's doesn't only matter. it's only, it's yeah, only it whoever Liverpool's playing. Bring them that's, on. Who, that's all who I care about. Um, but anyway, we'll go level two Christmas next next week, I presume. Ooh, can't wait. It's going to be a good debate what we're going to do level two. You won't be able to sleep all yeah, week yeah. now, wondering what a level tour is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sunday is the first December, so it really is the count of the Christmas. And obviously the toy show's on tomorrow night, so do enjoy.